Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday, a feature for independent and emerging artists and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott, and One to Watch Wednesday is sponsored by DRC Music, here for all your entertainment needs. Now, when we're able to have live music again, and we will be, and you want to have a show, think of DRC Music first. They believe in live music for all and specialize in small, intimate concerts close to all our homes at a fair price with well-known Canadian artists. Contact DRC Music today. This week's guests are an EDM pop trio out of Ontario by the name of Soundhaven. I'm pretty darn excited about this episode, so let's get right on into it. Thank you so much for being a part of One to Watch Wednesday. Really appreciate you guys being here. So you guys are a pop EDM trio out of Ontario, and you guys have been creating music since 2008. Then you guys all did your separate things, your separate projects, had your separate successes. 10 years later, 2018, you all met back up in Toronto and reconnected to make some really great tunes. So we have Adam, we have James, we have David. This is the first time I've spoken with you guys, and that is just a little bit about you guys. But tell us the story behind Soundhaven in your own words. Actually, yeah, 2008 is when we kind of started making music. Me and Dave, you know, met up in high school and we loved making music. And we just started to kind of figure out ways of how we can create our own original songs because we love making covers, but we you know, always had that creative desire. So I just used my laptop, used the cheapest equipment possible. I think we used to record vocals on a Microsoft webcam. So a lot of DIY. So we had some fun making some some music there and playing some shows in our local town, Windsor. We had some other things going on, like Dave wanted to pursue a lot of commercials and television and just some of the entertainment. And I started to have a little bit more success on my YouTube side of things, doing covers and assigned to a management deal in, in the US. Uh, so we, we kind of went our separate ways for a while. And Adam would be, would be producing music for lots of rappers locally and a lot of little side projects as well. So just kind of did our own thing for about 10 years. And then when me and Adam finally moved to Toronto uh, into 2018. Uh, I've been kind of reconnecting with Dave since he had been here for a number of years. And he invited me out for a weekend at a camp, had a great time kind of reconnecting bonding. And I think, you know, Dave was, you know, one of the you know first people really to kind of push the conversation out of us to start saying like, hey, like, I think, you know, we should start making music again. Uh, what do you think? And I think the time was right. I, I, I was so into it. And Adam, you know, had been kind of producing music for other people on the side and part of my soul stuff. And we thought it'd be great to actually have Adam join us as well. So, you know, make it a trio instead of the duo as originally was. That's pretty cool. So I feel like you guys have your own separate influences when it comes to your liking of music and genres of music. So how did you guys all bring your interests and your influences into this trio? Yeah, it's a, it's a very unique dynamic that we have, especially brothers. So I'm kind of the buffer zone between these two is they butt heads because they have that brotherly competition. So I'm kind of the guiding light to break down such arguments. But yeah, it's a really unique, at least for us is I think a flaw and also kind of a good thing about us is because we love so many different genres of music we make so many different types instead of every artist who's kind of successful stays in their their wheelhouse we have songs we have country edm songs that we've made house songs we have you know trap songs and all these different genres just because we enjoy music so we always kind of go down to the concept is no matter what we're making, if we like it, we're going to make it. And we don't really care too much about trying to create this image or fit into a box, I guess. Well, that is really, really sweet. Now, Adam, you are the producer and the music wizard is what is called on Instagram. (laughs) So you guys pretty much have the creative freedom over all of your music. That must make for so much coolness in the studio. Yeah, it's really great. You know, like Dave said, we, we like to be able to just make whatever we want. You know, there's no one telling us you have to make a certain type of 
of music or, or do it a certain way. So I think that's what we really genuinely enjoy just making new music. You know, we constantly have this battle of like, we have so many songs that we're working on. It's like trying to finish some, but then it's always just fun to create something new. But yeah, uh, it's one of the most rewarding things. We've been producing music for, you know, over 10 years and working with each other throughout the past decade or so in, in different aspects. It's just really freeing for us and a great way that we express ourselves. So yeah, it's, it's tremendous to be able to create our own stuff and not have anyone pressuring us to do anything that we don't want to do. So it's it's truly liberating. That's pretty exciting. And I see that you guys also do mashups. Tell us a bit about those. You know, we see ourselves as music producers first and foremost, but we've really gotten into, because of the genre, the, 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 the DJing aspect of it, you know, from people like Martin Garrix, Kygo, Tiesto, Calvin Harris. We've been dabbling, you know, since, you know, quarantine's been a big part of our lives in this world, uh, that we really wanted to enhance that side of things for potential shows in the future. And we really like just the experimentation of seeing how songs, whether they're ours or not, that can fit together and create like moments of, I guess, originality. We get excited when we we come up with our own mashups and we post them online and we can't wait for, you know, the ability or the chance to play them eventually to crowds of people if there's such a thing anymore in the future. That's exciting. Well, live music, it is coming back. I have a good feeling about it and I'm sending those vibes out into the universe. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit here. But first, I want to talk about your first single release, which was in July 24th of last year. And apparently it was a very hot day (laughs) and you were so excited to release Breakout. Now you said that it took over a year to get everything ready. Someone who's not professionally releasing music or someone who's not too familiar with the music industry, it may seem like a year is a very long time to kind of put yourself together, put your music out there and get everything done. But can you explain everything that goes into releasing music and how you guys developed your songs and your sound throughout that year? And how did you prepare to release music? I think that's an amazing question because any person who's creating anything, the first thing you think of is start, get it done. First thing it's done, put that sucker out into the universe, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm the worst for that. I would love to just, as soon as we finish something, put it out. But in the grand scheme of things, there's so much more that goes into music. Not only do we make music, but we also do our own album art, we do all our own marketing, we do all our own, you know, just everything. We are our entire team, so we do everything. So when you have to account for all that, the way that we've kind of decided to create a strategy was, okay, so we started making songs. I think we had maybe about 15 songs recorded and ready to go. And we thought, well, what would be a good strategy is every month we release one song so that we always have something for somebody to look go to that we have some kind of something the market something to put onto our instagram there's always something for people to engage with us so far not the most engagement it's very unique how it's slowly just now that we have about six or seven songs on our spotify now people are like oh we i listened to some of your stuff i have some of your stuff your older songs are now on my playlist so we have about 40 songs now that aren't released so we could literally stop making music today and <laughs> (laughs) be good for the next three or four years. That is so exciting. You guys are so creative. That's a lot of music to have coming out. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more of it. And I actually was going to ask you guys about kind of going against the grain a little bit when it comes to the way music is normally released. Like most artists release music every three to four months. But this year you have decided to release new songs every month. That's so exciting. And you kind of explained why you decided to do that, to have more interaction with your fans, have something to give people, have your music out there a little bit more. But tell us about some of the music down the road. I I want to credit Dave as well for being one of the, you know, the one to kind of put some structure and rigidity into our, I guess, creative space. Like, you know, 
coming up with Saturday as the day that we make music. So even before Breakout came out, we had been recording and writing music like every Saturday for a full year. So we kind of plan it out now almost like, I guess like any major studio or, or like company was saying like, okay, so like what season do you think that this song would sound the best in? So we kind of even approach it like, hey, this sounds very summery. So let's kind of save this, even though it's ready to go. I think this would be, you know, great in July. We think some songs would sound better in the fall or the winter. So we kind of plan it, you know, what songs are going to come out based on what the vibe we, you know, think would fit best in for like the season of the year so we have we have pretty much things mapped out but we're kind of also huge fans of just a creative process so we kind of have fallen in love with the the new is always better so sometimes we'll come out with we'll write new songs and and say like let's just move this one up in the timeline always kind of having these discussions as to you know what should we release and when but it's it's exciting to kind of plan it out so like they said like the next three years we could technically release a song and and be done with it if we never made another song but uh we we just love the creative process so much about a month ago now almost exactly one month ago now you released a song called got the feeling first off such a fun song, instant good mood maker. That song is so cool. But from my understanding, you have a music video with that song and you got a lot of people involved. So before we hear the song, tell us about the project. Yeah, I'm very blessed to be in uh, the creative space where being an actor and a singer, my paths have crossed so many other people. Um, Fun fact, I was on Bachelorette Canada, the first ever season. So from being on that, I, I know all the people from Big Brother and I know a lot of other up and coming actresses that have done movies with me. So they all volunteered their time. And if, if you're familiar with reality TV and, and some Canadian content, when you watch the uh, music video we put together, you might see some familiar faces. That's pretty exciting. Now, the song, I feel like, is a little bit self-explanatory. It's just a good mood lifter, you know. When you guys were in that headspace of writing it, what were you wanting people to feel and experience? We're, we're big fans of Daft Punk. And it's so sad that recently they've come out and mentioned that they're done. You know, you never say never, but, you know, taking them at their word. But we kind of love this, their music and the one that's kind of resonated with so many people growing up is One More Time, where it's just kind of the same thing, but in different waves and movements. And we love that that song kind of is so successful and so good, despite some, you know, form of repetitiveness and just kind of, but with kind of every time it hits, it's almost like you're hearing that feeling for the first time. And we kind of wanted that from any song in our catalog, you know, in our repertoire. So we kind of not necessarily consciously did it, but it felt right when we were kind of thinking like, should we write a verse? Should we write anything else? And we're just like, no, let's just keep it going. Let's sounds great maybe just remove some parts here of the instrumental and the music and so just kind of organically had it we did come up with a bridge to kind of break it up a little bit but it just felt like the right thing to do just kind of have it just be more of like a feeling rather than a traditional cut and paste type of song it's a really really fun song and we are going to hear it right now Got the feeling, got the rhythm like I do 
such a fun song right there. Now you released your first song last year, kind of in the thick of the pandemic, and you haven't had a chance to do live shows just yet, but they're coming back. Like we mentioned, they are. And with that in mind, if you could have your songs played at any club or at any festival in the world, where would you love people to dance to your music? You're going to say Coachella? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think the beauty of it, at least for us, is the camp that we met at it was kind of more of like a festival-esque where you're just under the sun, dancing, having fun. It's all about, you know, with Got the Feeling, it's about creating this vibe and just this good feeling. And we want everybody to experience that. So any, we you know, uh, in Toronto, we have Veld and we have, you know, uh, there's Bonnaroo and all those other stuff. Just any festival where you're under the sun and there's just a whole bunch of people dancing around and having fun. That's our ultimate goal that we've kind of trying to manifest and put it out into the world. And yeah, hopefully one day we can uh, get there. We're I'm even cool if some already established DJ decides to throw one of our songs into a set. So anyway is, uh, is cool for us. Yeah. I, I think, I think anywhere and everywhere, we don't have a preference. If someone's by themselves listening to it, having a great time or at a party, sometimes, you know, before COVID happened, like we were at a new year's party and, you know, Dave, you know, will we'll be in charge of the Spotify and somehow slip in one of uh, our demos that we wasn't even on Spotify just to see how people at the party were kind of uh, react. It was going really well. And then we played another one like a few minutes later. So, you know, whether it's at a party, party or, or at a festival, as long as people are enjoying it, that's enough for us. I'm excited to get your music out there even more. Now you were mentioning that you would love an artist just to pick up one of your songs and play them at a music festival or at a club, which would be sweet. 
And now EDM groups or artists, they do collaborate with singer-songwriters, pop acts, and even rock and rap performers. And so far, you guys have teamed up with Alyssa Gill for a song, So Happy I Could Die, and Pat G for Not Trippin'. But who else would you love to have on one of your tracks and collaborate with? As you mentioned, thanks so much for, for highlighting those. We're very blessed that we have been able to work with some very talented artists. I think, you know, we're looking for people that have just emotion in their voices, whoever it might be. I'm personally a big fan of Bishop Briggs, just because she's she's such a powerful singer for me. She's on, on my dream list of collabs. I mean, even something out of left field, like if somehow Drake were to ever, you know, want to be on an EDM song, that would be a dream collab of mine. But those are just two off the top of my head. Whenever we're looking for people to collab with, we have our own type of voices and stuff. So we always just try to find a unique voice that's very different from what we're already trying to create. In Thirst Trap, which is a song that we just released, but we'll probably be talking about later. We uh, really like the style of Machine Gun Kelly. So when the bridge comes, you can hear AJ doing AJ's his best guy. Machine Gun, you know, impersonation. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the, what you doubt about? <laughs> and like, it sounds, you know, even yeah. if we can't get Machine Gun Kelly, we're happy to try and mimic it. I'm in love with Dua Lipa. So I think if she would ever give us any sort of attention for that, I'd be down. But I don't know, a conflict of interest. Well, let's hope all that happens. That would be amazing. Now we are going to talk about your song, Thirst Trap, here in a couple of seconds. But first, we're going to go a bit off the rails with this question. We're going to keep it still PG because this is airing on a family-friendly online station. And I don't know your guys' relationship statuses, but it's kind of a general question about thirst traps. If you see a woman who is totally thirst trapping you, who is totally trying to hit you up from across the room or online, how do you guys approach it? Kind of a fun question. <laughs> I fall for it every time. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. I just fall right in. <laughs> Well, be, well, being older, a joke I always used to say was when I was young and I went into a bar, the girls dancing on the bar were like, oh, those are the girls I want. Now, me, where I'm at in my old age, if I go to a bar and I see a girl reading a book in a corner, I'm like, there's my wife right there. That's the girl <laughs> that's, I want. That's the new thirst trap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so attracted to energy now. Uh, I guess, yeah, when you get older, you kind of expand like, the, you know, the types of personalities and connections you want to make. So it's, you know, while I appreciate visually any kind of thirst traps that, that come <laughs> on my social media, I'm, I'm so much more interested in someone that can have an opinion about, you know, anything from, you know, movies, philosophy. Literally and, yeah, anything. Yeah, li yeah, opinion <laughs> on anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, you'd think that that'd be more common, but sometimes uh, it just isn't the right fit. So that, that that's my thirst trap is when someone has, you know, someone could joke right back at you or, you know, sense of humor. And because and everyone says they love to laugh, but to see it actually be real, that's wow. very attractive. I wish I knew you guys were going to give such deep answers, <laughs> so I wouldn't have gone first. <laughs> yeah. a, a good meme game and a GIF game is now a thirst trap for me as well. So the song Thirst Trap, let's get right on into it. Tell us about how the project came to be. So the Thirst Trap song basically came about, um, you know, 2020 was a big year for, you know, a subgenre of EDM called Slap House, which everyone's probably familiar now with, with the St. John Roses remix, which was really probably the biggest song of 2020 to come out. So we were just inspired by the heavy bass that kind of slaps throughout the song and the rhythm of it. So we wanted to make kind of our own take on what a Slap House song would be, but also infuse our own kind of songwriting style into that. So it came about, we're just trying to replicate, hey, can we make a song that kind of has that hard bass element to it? And, you know, can we write a song around that? So that's basically the origin of, of how that started. 
And it just and it just had such an energy to it where we were just kind of just you know seeing thirst traps all around. It seemed like just such a common thing now in, in society and stuff. And we just felt like no one really kind of maybe touches upon it on a literal sense. And we just thought it'd be funny. So there's a little bit of humor in it. Like, you know, we're not we're not super, super, you know, sexy smooth into it. So we just kind of wanted to have fun and, and just kind of be a little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah, I think it's reflected in the lyrics too. It's a bit playful, it's it's just fun. We're almost as if playing we're playing characters like in in a Justin Timberlake music video or something. That's awesome. Well, it's such a fun song, and here it is. Here is Thirst Trap by our guest Soundhaven. Making all your love in the backseat. Taking off your clothes in a heartbeat Put your best friends that you want me If you're going down, we're going down low Keep it down, keep it down low Keep it down, 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 down low Keep it down, keep it down low Keep it down, 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 down low Keep it down, keep it down low Keep it down, 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 down low Keep it down, keep it down low Keep it down, 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 down low trap by sound haven now the last question i gotta ask you guys is is there anything else you want to mention or talk about this afternoon yeah well uh if you are listening and you liked both those songs you just heard uh we put out a new song every month we don't have too too many fans right now so if you slide into our dms and you want to connect with us we will reply <laughs> we will reply to anybody who messages get it us. now so, before we blow yeah, up get it in before we're, we're too busy we want to thank anybody who's happy to like our music we're always happy to hear what people have to say and just keep the vibes going you know find us on instagram at uh, hey soundhaven if you just type in soundhaven on youtube you'll you'll probably see our stuff on one on there word. too all one word soundhaven and you know we came across someone with this with basically that so we ended up coming up with just making it one word so if you just do one word soundhaven pretty much find us anywhere and everywhere Big thank you going out to Soundhaven for joining One to Watch Wednesday this week. One to Watch Wednesday is brought to you by Studio B and 
DRC Music. I love them because they have a passion for supporting good music and helping you put on one heck of a show. Live music, it is totally coming back. And when it does, make sure you get this exceptional team for their exceptional live show experience. Contact DRC Music about their services. Visit them on social media today. And for the top five songs you need to listen to this week, visit Studio B's social media for that Spotify playlist. My name is Sarah Scott. Thank you so much for listening to One to Watch Wednesday and have a great rest of your day.